let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. Super excited that you have decided to take a few minutes out of your very busy schedules to give our podcast a listen. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm Emily, and I'm really excited to have David Bowman here with us um, as our guest today. He is an incredible artist, and I'm really excited because I love art, and so to talk to him is just really awesome for me and for Andrew, too. (laughs) (laughs) And for me. And for everyone. We're super excited. Um, We love the things that he produces. We're really excited to talk about a couple different things, from his fine art to his... uh, I won't say kid series. I'll say uh, the a family series, kind of go cover covering the gospel and teaching gospel lessons. So, thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, can you take a minute first and just introduce yourself a little bit, your family, and how you got into creating artwork? Okay. Um, yeah. So my name is David Bowman. Uh, born and raised California. Uh, went, well, live in Snowflake, Arizona currently and married, beautiful wife, five kids, age 17 to seven, uh, right in the heart of all the, the family excitingness. <laughs> and, um, anyway, so people ask sometimes how long have you been drawing or how'd you get your start? And I'm, and I, I seriously think I was, uh, creating murals on the womb of, my mom, when I was in her tummy, I mean, I, I could never remember. Not I'm sure she appreciated that yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, as a two-year-old, they would. My mom was like, "Oh yeah, you would pull out the chalkboard and just scribble these story." Anyway, so I just always, always loved to draw. Um, carried that through all my growing up, and then went to BYU. Uh, went on a mission to the Philippines and majored in illustration at BYU. After that, and got my degree in that. Um, what mission in the uh, Philippines were you in? Oh, I was Bacolod mission. Okay. In the middle my brother, Yeah. My brother was in Cavite. Okay, cool, cool. Great, great places. The best places to go. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I would major in illustration. So I love art, but probably my biggest love is teaching. I love mm-hmm. young people and teaching the gospel. And I, I found that out as I was an EFY counselor during those years that I was going to BYU. And I suddenly did a career change where I thought, hey, seminary, full-time teacher, how fun would that be? And so I went that route and eventually got hired and did seminary full-time. But deep down, I always felt this need to sort of create something that was unique to, to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe something inside you that only you had to offer the same in that same way. So I, 2005, I I left CES and went into um, my own type of art. And basically it was, at that point, it was two things that I was focused on. One was Christ-centered fine art pieces. And then the other was some children's books that I wrote and illustrated that basically teach, they're called Who's Your Hero? They're Book of Mormon stories applied to kids and there's other gospel books as well. So two, two totally different art styles, but both of them with the goal of of teaching gospel concepts. Yeah, that's so cool. I think it's interesting that you have, you know, kind of a, uh, what's the word? Not, 
big dichotomy. Like there's a definite dichotomy between your two styles. I mean, you might have more styles, but the two styles I'm aware of are like the kids, <laughs> the kids series and then the fine art piece. Um, how do you like manage that? Did one come before the other? Uh, like, did you decide one day, oh, I want to be more fun. And so you started doing these kids <laughs> stuff or were you doing kids stuff and you're like, oh, I want to be more fine arty. And so you started doing more fine art pieces. Fine, fine arty. That, that's a great term. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> very, very technical. Um, I don't, boy, to be honest, most of my growing up was probably more fine art. I just drew more realistic type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but when I was teaching seminary, you know, you got to get on the whiteboard and I start, I developed this style of characters that have these kind of big bug eyes that look like two fried eggs put together and the two yolks are the eyeballs. Like they never have a, there's no bridge of the nose in my characters. I don't know where I got this style, but I was on the board and had fun with those because, you know, everybody loves visuals. Like it changes everything to have a visual teachers that have a blank whiteboard just drive me crazy. It's like, you gotta have something for these kids to look at. So it was literally that style of my whiteboard seminar drawing that became the who's your hero books. So uh-huh. I kind of adopted that and it morphed. As far as a dichotomy between the two, I really don't see it, it's not hard to go from one to the other. It's it's all the same. It's all art and teaching. And and uh I don't know. I, I find it strange that people think like, oh whoa, you're the fine artist, but you do the who's your hero books, like you're the same person. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, surprise, you know, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway, I don't it's fun to do. It's good, it's good to have variety. Good to have variety. It really is. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening, guys, take a pause and really like go to his website, which is davidbowman.com. David Bowman Art. 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 Dot com. Yeah. Dot com. Um, Not and you RT, can see just David Bowman <laughs> Art. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can see a bunch of his artwork. It's absolutely incredible. I was blown away when I took a look at that. Um, and my favorite piece is called Full, and it's this portrait of Christ. And it's got like two, two faces of Christ and one is crying and the other is happy, like laughing. Um, can you tell us briefly just like what that was about and how you came up with the idea? Yes. Um, so that one is actually a derivative of this uh, video series I do now that's called Drawn In. It's a come follow me video series for families. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was actually a, a pastel drawing that I did during one of those videos. So I recorded myself drawing it. Um, and you know, about four hours worth of drawing that got condensed to four minutes. So my hand is going a thousand miles an hour and you watch it turn into a picture. Um, but it comes from third Nephi chapter 17, which is my all time favorite chapter in the scriptures. One that really just shows Christ's personality, just kind of what kind of person he was. And at the end of that chapter, it talks about when he calls the children to him and they're praying together and he's blessing them and he's weeping and he's just, he says, my joy is full and he wept. And these are tears of, of joy. This isn't just, you know, slight moist eye. I mean, I just picture him really just weeping for happiness. So I wanted to do a picture that kind of captured both of those sides of full joy, whether it was crying, just sort of that holding it in emotional look, or if it was just a full belly laugh, both of those, I think to portray the savior. And so that's kind of what that one, one piece about to be, since you mentioned that, to be honest, I actually started doing fine art with third Nephi 17 in mind. Really? I wanted to, I wanted to create a book that was just on all the different expressions that he, Jesus, I felt had during that chapter 
Um, the book never came to fruition, but I had these pieces. Like one of the first ones I did is called Security. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the most well-known one. If you, if you, I don't know, if you Google Jesus with girl, it pops up pretty soon. It's, it's a little girl sleeping on Jesus's shoulder and they both have their eyes closed. And there's a real special feeling with it. And I had models I used for a reference and it was actually a dad and his daughter. And so I knew if I got a dad and his own little girl, you would get a feeling there that was not just a pose. It was natural. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And so, but it was the idea of blessing children. Now it came from that chapter. Um, did several blessing of children. Then I did one of Christ praying. It's called advocate because in that chapter, he was praying for the people. So anyway, I love that chapter, 3rd Nephi 17. If you haven't read it in a while, go read it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should. And, and if you're not a member of the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if, you're not, if you are a member and you're just not very familiar with the Book of Mormon, uh, those chapters in 3rd Nephi are um, covering the Lord's ministry to his followers in the Americas. So he uh, was crucified in Israel, resurrected, and then went up into heaven. And at some point after that, he came and visited his, uh, his followers here. And it's just, it's, it's the culmination of the book of Mormon, right? There's just so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and glad you met. And he literally tells the Nef- the followers in ancient America, you are the other sheep that I talked about back in, and this is all in John 10, 16, the verse other sheep I have, which right. are not of this fold. And he tells them you are them. And I've come to, to minister to you. Yeah, ah, man. And I wonder what it was like for the Savior to be in that situation where he had just, I don't know, he, he had gone through so much heartache and hardship when he was in the yeah. Holy Land um, and dealt with all the things he was dealing with. Uh, <laughs> and then to be in a situation where he's just surrounded by children, right? Who I just think of like well, when I come home from work, right? I know it's totally not the same thing, but I think like, when I have like a, a hard day at work and I come home and my kids are just like ecstatic to see me and they come up and they want to <laughs> hold me and, and I want to cry. And I just had a hard day at work and I didn't just die and suffer the pains and sins of all mankind. And so I think, <laughs> it, I think like the juxtaposition of those two feelings must've been so intense. It, for it is a neat thing. Cause he does seriously. He mentions to me, says, you know, never have I seen such faith in, in before in the people of Israel that you guys have. And, and it's almost like during that whole experience, Jesus is saying, I, I can't even control my emotion right now. Like literally he was going to leave them. And he goes, I just got to stay and bless you. It was like spontaneous. And he blesses the people. And you just get a real feel that Jesus is all about the individual person and just loves love, like yeah. almost uncontrollable love <laughs> in his heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would really love to go back and study like the like the the different situation of the saints in the Holy Land versus the saints in the Americas, uh, like right before and right after the Savior's ministry. Just yeah. like because the saints in the Holy Land were still kind of freaked out because yeah, yeah. people were like trying to kill them actively for following the Savior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there was a lot of like, um, can you help us here? Like, we, like there's a lot of. <laughs> administrative pressure or like a desired like they're fearful in their in their adoration of him yeah, um, yeah. and so true. there were a lot of things on their mind but like in the americas it was it was a different situation politically right and so they didn't have the same pressures and and so maybe they were more fully able to focus on it's it's like jesus was unrestrained in letting his personality come out in yeah the americas 
That is going to be a good. Back all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is going to be a good study. I must go do that. I'm excited to do that. Okay. Um, do you have? I mean, maybe this was your favorite, but do you have a favorite favorite of your fine art Christ pieces? Oh man. Um, people ask that. I go. It's it's the next one I haven't done yet. That's my favorite. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> it's it's because to me the the joy is in the creation. Okay. And watching it come to life. And then once it's done, it's kind of like, okay, put that one to bed. What, what, what's next? Um, mm-hmm. I will mention one particular piece that has personal meaning is, is titled Come. Uh, and it's, it's on the website. And it's the one word invitation that, P, that Jesus gave, gave to Peter when in Matthew 14, Jesus is walking on the water. And Peter is, anyway, if you know the story, the disciples are fearful, and Jesus says, fear not, it is I. And then Peter has the audacity to say, Lord, if it's you, can, can I come join you on the water and walk too? And, <laughs> and Jesus didn't say, oh, no, Peter, what are you thinking, dude? This is only for sons of God, like myself. Like, you stay in the boat. He didn't do that. He just said, come. Like, Make one sure. word challenge. Sure. Go for it, Peter. Let's, let's see how you do. <laughs> and uh, and then Peter goes out. And what I love about the piece is, is that other artists show Peter they always depict the moment when he starts sinking and Jesus mm-hmm. is reaching down and pulling him up. And yes, it's a wonderful sentiment because Jesus pulls us up from our hard times, but let's give Peter some credit. The dude walked on water. Let's, <laughs> let's get him for even a step or two. I mean, let's celebrate his victory. So my picture is a little different where it's a close up of Peter's face where he is standing on the water. He's doing it and he's looking at Jesus. And then Jesus is looking back at Peter with this encouraging. And anyway, the whole message of the piece is, Jesus looks at you and I and says, okay, you're Peter now. What is your impossible thing that you feel you just can't do? Um, all things are possible with faith in me. Just come anyway and do the impossible. I love that. And I've never really thought of that part of it because you're right. We do focus on him sinking mm-hmm. and yeah. being pulled out. And I think that what you just said goes right along with what um, President Russell M. Nelson said in his recent talk in general conference about, I think it was like, I mean, I can't quote him exactly, but he said, think about the thing that you would do if you had more faith. Now go do that thing. Mm, Yeah. And I just like, love that thought that like, what, like, what would we do if we had more faith? Then why aren't we doing it? One thing I love about listening to you describe your kind of artistic process is that it sounds like your approach to art is a lot like my approach to my scripture study, right? So like when I think about like my favorite scripture studies I've done, it's always like, Oh, the, the next one I'm, I'm working on. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, the thing I'm studying right then, like you think about past things you've studied and you're like, Oh, that was really cool. That was a cool thing I did. But the thing that's the most exciting is the thing that the spirit's prompting you to do in that moment. Or the thing that the spirit's teaching you in that moment. Yeah. And so it sounds like for you, it's kind of a revelatory and a, a teaching process as you're kind of like exploring different aspects of Christ and yeah, very much, very much. So, (laughs) yeah. And and I love how you show different um, aspects of Christ. I can't remember if we talked about that yet, but I I just love how it's not just the somber. Yeah. Jesus, like looking over Israel. I think people, and I think more so in the past recent years, we've gotten more variety of expression of Christ. It used to be all very stoic. um, But man, I don't just don't picture Jesus that way. And of course, in the scriptures, we don't really have inferences to many gestures of what his face was doing. That we get a few, but not a lot. But when he's with the children, I don't picture him 
solemnly, hello, child. Welcome to my lap. <laughs> Welcome to my lap. You know, no, he he's playing with them. He's he's goofing around. He's, I mean, that's how kids relate. There, there's one piece of art in mine called Innocence where it shows a little boy beeping Jesus's nose. And oh. a fun, quick little story about that is that it wasn't even a planned thing. We were, I had my models and we were on a break. And my little daughter at the time, the model picked her up and started talking to her. And for a three-year-old, she was like, this is Jesus for real. You could just see it in her eyes. She was, <laughs> didn't know what to say. And then he's la- he's kind of, you know, smiling with her and she's not. And then she got a big grin and she didn't say a single word. And she just reached her arm forward and stuck her finger out and boop, right on Jesus. And, <laughs> and he starts laughing and she starts laughing. And my photographers caught this moment when it happened spontaneously. And I saw this photograph. I'm like, oh my word, this is the perfect picture. I didn't even plan this, but this is her reaction to meeting Jesus. Beep his nose. And I think Jesus' reaction to meeting kids is beep their nose, you know, just be, be a kid, be, be what the person needs that you're with is what I think Jesus feels. And with other times they don't need a nose beep. They need a tender hold and a, you know, whatever, but it's, he meets our needs at our level with what we will connect with. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are great. I, I love approachable. I love gregarious. I love laughing. Those are feelings we get when we have Christ in our heart. And I like to picture him that way too. I think that's, that's so cool. I love it. So you've been able to share your talents to spread the gospel and to let other people know about the many expressions of Jesus Christ and to help people connect on personal levels. And I think that's really amazing. Um, how have you been able to um, encourage others or maybe encourage your kids and your family to share their talents? Uh, it's it's it. The talents, everyone has their own talents. You know, my, my parents, mm-hmm. nobody in my family that I got some artistic gene from, I don't think. Right. And my kids have their own unique talents. You know, some are a little more artistically inclined than others, but as for that's irrelevant. They they have their mm-hmm. own, they're them. Yeah. And I I think they just maybe by example for a lot, they see me like, and when I do talents, I try to do everything that I okay, for example these videos that I think we'll talk about that I do. I mean, I'm trying to teach, I'm trying to draw, I'm trying to create lyrics to songs. I'm doing music parodies. I'm singing in the last episode of this drawn in series. I did a just dance segment where I had my daughter film me with a white background overexposed. So I look like one of those just dance characters mm-hmm. and we're just dancing to Neil Diamond's coming to America, but it was coming to Kirtland. So I changed that <laughs> as our come follow me lesson. I changed the words around and, I don't know. I just hope that all this kind of rubs off. Like, look, you can be Mm -hmm. creative, have fun with whatever talents God gives you. And my kids know that my favorite reference, my favorite scripture is Doctrine and Covenants 58, 27, which basically says, Verily, as I mentioned, be anxiously engaged in a good cause, do many things of their own free will, and bring to pass much righteousness. Uh, The power is in them, they're agents unto themselves. And if somebody, if you have to be compelled in everything you do, told what to do all the time, that's a slothful servant. So right. come up with ideas, be creative, have fun. And that's the, that's the joy of the gospel is creating your own idea. That's yeah. Awesome. I love it. I think that, um, I'm, I'm a very reserved person. So like, it's very nerve wracking for me to share my artwork and to share other talents. Um, even to be on this podcast, I get terrified every time. <laughs> You're doing great. Like, You're doing great. <laughs> like 110 episodes and I still get a tummy ache every time. And I've said that before, but, um, 
it's, it's nerve wracking to me and it's, it's a little scary. And so I think, but that, that fear, that doesn't feel good, but once you do it and you share it and you share that light, and especially if, I mean, not every talent has to relate back to the gospel, but it is really fun when it, it does. And it feels really good, um, to share. So amen. Yeah. <laughs> it feels better than the fear. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What well, I would like to ask one question. I think, um, on the subject of talent um, and skills and whatnot, as you, I think anybody who looks at what you've done, what you've accomplished can see that you are a very talented artist. Uh, And so as um, other people are, are around very talented people, sometimes it's easy to get to be intimidated or to think, Oh, like I'm not actually an artist or I'm not actually good because I'm not at his level. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you do to help those kind of people? Maybe even your kids who are trying to develop skills, but feel like, oh, I'm not as good at the skill I'm doing as my dad, or maybe it's specifically art. Yeah, no. Well, to me, comparison is a a vicious weapon. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. it's because you look at something, you go, well, yeah, okay, I might have improved in some ways, but did you see me 30 years ago? No, I mean, everybody starts certain ways but even then it's like i don't try to don't try to be somebody else don't don't Mm -hmm. be them be your own style you know people might ask like what artistic advice would you give and you know i get young people that i've sort of tried to maybe mentor a little bit and i always tell them to say look you find your own niche don't it's already if, if it's you're copying somebody else it's already been done you know like you can copy them to maybe learn their your trade better but find your own way of doing it and don't compare and don't ever mm-hmm. think that because oh i'm less i'm not as good because you've got something to offer whatever it is that, that you have your niche and and we always improve if we weren't improving it'd be it'd be no fun you know so yeah right be boring okay so we've alluded to drawn in so let's jump into drawn in okay okay time it's it's pretty much how do i describe it it's it's a mixture of Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, and Disney. <laughs> so Mr. Rogers in that it's, you know, you have, I have little hand puppets that I use on the side, I'm talking to the camera, you have different camera angles, so you're very interactive, like Mr. Rogers always was. Um, Bob Ross, who was the you know, guy with the big poofy hair and always did those paintings, and, you know, you love watching him create, so you watch me draw. And then I say Disney just because the neat thing about Disney is it... If, all audiences can enjoy a good Disney movie. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know, the kids love the visuals, but the content, if you really think about it, the humor, storylines, they're really geared for older people, for adults. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I thought, what if I could create a product that was a come follow me type video that would reach all ages where families, not just kids, like, but all the family could watch together and get something out of it. So that kind of became the video. So there are weekly videos that go with the come follow me and there's interactive things like, okay, you know, maybe pause video, get up here, discuss this or do this fun little go hug mom or something. And so it's kind of an experience that the family mm-hmm. can have together. Yeah. And we but, really like the videos because they, like, they're, they're very engaging. We have very little kids, right? So we have a four and a half year old, mm-hmm. a two and a half year old, and then the eight month old. And so eight month old, not paying that much attention. No, <laughs> Two-year-old not paying that much attention. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she'll like still be engaged for like little snippets, yeah. right? Exactly. But then our, our four and a half-year-old, he's 
like he likes it. like he likes watching mm-hmm. the like the characters being drawn in and and the is it animation or the drawing it's like the drawing is done in a way that's like very eye grabbing for little yeah. kids yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's like I, I really like how you kind of build in like a a participatory part of your of your videos right it's not like mm-hmm. a here is like the whole package. Like you just need to learn these things. It's a, so we're going to talk about this principle. Now let's pause, go read these verses and talk about this. And so it sets it up really nicely to, to be used as a, a tool as opposed to a stand in, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I I don't want it to be a sit your kids down for the TV and plug them here and go ignore them. It's, it's a, it's an interactive tool. And given your, if your old is, is four and a half, I mean, They'll enjoy it, but you know, as they get older, really the older nine, 10, 11, 12, and that's really kind of the sweet spot age. Mm-hmm. And, and the younger, and, and then the older teenagers, the ones that pretend like they, all right, I'll watch it, but deep down they they have fun. <laughs> they like it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have fun with it. So, yeah. and, and well, yeah. well, you got to keep it real. I mean, and I'll do little pop culture references. I'll have mm-hmm. you know, had Gandalf and the, you shall not pass. You know? <laughs> the rod and i changed it to you know you shall not prevail the scripture talks about the gates of hell shall not prevail and, and so you just find fun little i don't know things that people can relate to and then use that as a teaching tool um for the gospel and so we, we're, mm-hmm. we're silly we have fun we're goofy but we're reverent spiritual and everything in between that's great what has been your favorite if you could pick a favorite you've done a ton of them but do you have one that stands out as maybe your favorite <laughs> Oh shoot. I've done, yeah, I've got well over a hundred, I probably got about 130 episodes now. Um to, I always say if I'm not if I'm not getting myself to laugh and have fun, mm-hmm. then it just, you know, I, I gotta have fun too. And so sometimes I do these music videos that are just kind of out of the box, but they're <laughs> really fun to do. Um, one comes to mind of uh, you know, journey, don't stop believing. And I like eighties, big hairband rock. And mm-hmm. I change it to don't stop translating. And you've got the story of Joseph and Oliver. <laughs> and, and you're telling how they meet and the spirit guide them together, but you're telling it in this, you know, rock song and there's hand puppets singing. And then I don this big hairband wig and a little, um, you know, guitar hero guitar. It's just, it's fun. I think the kids need to know that you can laugh enjoy smile have a good time that that is the holy ghost that is not it's not just reverent feeling it's everything in between that's just good wholesome fun so i really enjoy the creative process on those on the same time i really love when this when a spiritual part comes together um i think i go back to those third nephi videos i did those were kind of the the, the climax of book of mormon I, I put on a shirt and tie for all those episodes because i said hey they're at the temple of bountiful we're going to treat this like a temple here and did a few of those fine art pieces, like the one I mentioned earlier in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you get the right reverent music, the right tone, and it's neat to hear feedback from families that, you know, my kids just started crying during this one part and you really hit a chord with them and thank you. And and others that go, oh, we just get up and dance and laugh and have a good time. So I love both those things. That's so awesome. Well, in your years as a seminary teacher, yeah. Um, what did you learn about, like, what are the big, I don't know if you could list some key things you need to do when teaching youth about the gospel in yes. ways that make it impactful. What, what would your big takeaways be? 
Uh, glad you asked that because I forgot to mention. I mean, the seminar teaching really was imperative to, to everything that I'm doing now. Like, if I didn't have that background and that training, that's where my teaching concepts and ideas come from. So the one huge thing with seminary was always um, when you're in the scriptures, sure, you tell a story, but you're always looking for principles. You know, those Elder Scott calls them the concentrated truth packaged for a wide variety of circumstances. You find mm-hmm. that principle. And so in my videos, I've got the principle of power. Little kid shouts it. And, and every, every episode, we identify a principle or two from the story. And then once you got the principle, then you got to turn out, okay, well, let's take this principle and apply it now to a kid's situation or a young teenager. You know, what, what is the application? So story, principle, apply really is the, the bedrock of the Drawn In series, which I took 100% plagiarized, if you want to call it, from seminary teaching. Now, that's just sort of mm-hmm. the model of a right. church yeah. educational system. Yeah. That's and, one of my favorite parts. But have of, fun doing it. Oh. Yeah, good. Sorry. Sorry, that's one of my favorite parts of the video when the kids are saying like, that was then, now it's my turn. And then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like, how do we do this? How do mm-hmm. we apply it? So I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I want to have specific things the kids can expect. Like, okay, they're going to have a power verse. They're going to have a principle of power. That was then, this is my turn. So it's routine. Kids love routine. But at the same time, enough variety to keep you on your toes that you don't know what you're going to get each episode. It's not right. getting, um, boring, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so our our last question that we're asking all of our guests is what are you doing to make your home or your family an, an outpost of heaven? Uh, well, I <laughs> my wa- uh, first thing is I married my wife. <laughs> she's <laughs> most incredible gospel oriented. I mean, she's just she she just exudes gospelness, everything about her, and so she loves that. And, and so, what like the kind of like your wife, Andrew? Per- I think Emily was that <laughs> same. Oh, yeah. I was about to say that. I think what a is there a more perfect way to be described as like exuding exuding the gospel. gospelness, yeah. right? <laughs> gospelness. Not, not the gospel, exuding gospelness. Yeah, you're you're oozing gospel. <laughs> That's my wife. So, you usually don't uh, ooze good things, right? It's yeah, usually it's, oozing bad things. So. You got gushing, gushing gospel. Gushing. Your generation right there. Gushing. <laughs> um so of course it's a team effort and we both do it. Um for me one thing that I've and, and man the funny thing is you do these videos and you know, people get this perception like, oh, you must be this wonderful, perfect parent and your kid, your kid, and your kids get on the video and, you know, they look all perfect. You know, it's just, that's not life. No, no, nobody's perfect. We're all just trying. And it's not like we have these angels ministering every time we do come follow me. It's far from <laughs> it. We, we, we struggle. We try. Um, I think the joy is just in, in trying and trying new things. One deliberate thing I do try to do is we try to, we do come follow me every day, every morning to start off. I'm a big believer in, in armor up for the day. Um, knights don't put on their armor before going to bed and they put on their pajamas. But when they, the day starts, they're getting armored up to go mm-hmm. to battle that day. So that morning time is really important. And we have to get up kind of early because my oldest daughter has a early morning magicals choir class. And we, you know, it's not a lot of time, but we do the best we can to start with that devotional and prayer and get the thoughts in the right way. Um, obviously, we watch some drawn in, but it's, it's funny because, you know, when it's dad up there and your kids, it's like, yeah, okay, it's, you know, they're not quite as like, whoa, that's so cool. But no, 
<laughs> it's just dad. It's just dad being dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that helps. But no, I think it's just that consistency. They just know what to expect that. Yeah, we're going to do come follow me each morning and we're going to start the day off in the right way. Those those little bits help a lot. I kind of think if there's any other <laughs> big things that come to mind, but. Well, I think that's a, a big thing right there to have your whole family sit down in the morning. <laughs> yeah. That's the morning is just so like rushed sometimes. Oh, I feel yeah. like there's no way we could make that. Yeah. Well, especially at this phase, because we wake up usually to little kids peeling well, yeah, open yeah. our eyeballs. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for oatmeal right, right this now. second. <laughs> it's a little different with your age group, four and a half down to pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> at least the, the baby in the womb, she's always ready to go for come follow me, right? Yeah. Always. Never always complains. Does. Yeah. Never doesn't complain, even cry. Never. At least I can't hear her cry. So yeah. No, but, but yeah, we're in a little different phase, but just, I don't know, that consistent. Yeah. Like the brethren say, and so, you know, they got to know where you stand. They got to, they got to hear you talk it. They got to see you trying to live it. It's got to be ever present in, in your home and in your minds and yeah. hopefully in a fun way. That's not too, too, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I well, feel like there was a, a talk recently, not in this past conference, but the conference, general conference before. Oh, it was by one of the sisters. I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, she was talking about how we need to let our kids see that we are doing the right things mm-hmm. and that like we actually believe this. And she talked, she referred to this one young woman who thought that her mother never read the Oh, no, that was the Al Caraway episode. Yeah. Was that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, that's what it was. Um, like, no, I swear it was in general conference too. Okay. But anyway, well, I think like, it was general conference because I don't listen to Tower Wave, but I remember this story. And because okay. okay. she was on her phone and she thought she was just being on her phone, didn't know that she was on her scriptures on her phone. Right. right. Oh, yeah. so, different story, like but very similar. So she was like, like she had been reading her scriptures, but she had just yeah. done it in a way that wasn't letting her kids know that she didn't, was didn't visually show it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, like, if you're not going to, and like, I honestly, personally, I know I am different than everybody. I prefer electronic scriptures. So uh, that's just something I have to work on. So like things I do is I try and talk to Hiram <laughs> about like, I'm reading my scriptures or like, these are things that I'm studying. So I try and like be vocal about it, but we have to be aware of that. And we have to yeah. make sure that our kids know that like this is something meaningful to us and something we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, be deliberate. Don't be conspicuous. Be out there in front, up front. Yeah. Right. Like and, 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 just, and just love them. I mean, oh man, there was, oh, what was it? One time in church, I remember my, my kids said something that was really, so there was one time at church when Colton, my, she, he was about five at the time and it was something about was leaning over and asking about, do you, you know, showing pictures of Jesus during the sacrament. And I said, Colton, do you, do you, how does this picture make you feel? Or how do you know? I don't remember this exactly, but Jesus loves you. And he goes, I don't know how it makes me feel. And he goes, well, do you know, Jesus loves you. And, and, uh, he's like, um, no, not really. And I says, well, Oh shoot. I'm messing the story. But the, but the bottom line was he's, this is the punchline. He said, (laughs) he said, I don't know, dad, but I know you love me. And something just hit me in that. Like is that suddenly at the realization that I was literally kind of his, Jesus incarnate, like the, the person form for his life that, yeah, Jesus might love me, but I've never seen him, but I know you love me. And that's the love that I feel. And so that's kind of the role I see of, of parents that we can reflect 
his love and the kids. Yeah. Jesus ain't here to hug them. Like in my drawings and artwork, that's just pictures. But in real life, there's a, you know, parent, there's a mom, dad, yeah. preferably both um, to, to really love them like Jesus. Would. Well, and if you think about like any calling specifically like in a church setting, and I think this is applicable out if you're not a member of the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints as well. But like when you have a, a calling or you're given specific authority to do something, that authority is the authority of, of the savior, right? So you're standing mm-hmm. in his place yeah. doing that thing. Uh, and when we are sealed in the temple we are given that, that divine authority to be parents. And so like in a way, like we are literally doing that through the power and in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. I hadn't thought about that before. Well, David, where can our listeners find you? Where can they access drawn in and <laughs> <Yeah>. all the things? <laughs> oh, well, yes, please. You can go to my website's davidbowmanart.com. Um, Instagram is, is David Bowman art. Also Facebook is just Bowman art. So you can follow those. Um, but yeah, if you go to the website, it's basically got all three of those things. It's got the artwork, fine art. It's got the books that you can check out the children's books. And then of course the, the drawn in come follow me video series, which I just highly recommend out there. I know come follow me, especially with Doctrine and Covenants church history, especially right now that we're like in the middle sections and mm-hmm. the big three events that we always talk about are kind of done and we're sort of in the just Kirtland and it really helps to have some visual, some engaging fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Check it out. If it's something you think that might help your family, I'd love to have you join the drawn in family. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, not just for like, not just for the kids, like for no, everybody, it's, it's, it's it, it really helps to kind of animate and, and uh, kind of, for me, it kind of cements in like historical mm-hmm. details to in my memory when i'm associating with, with or how do i say this it helps cement historical details to specific uh sections of doctrine covenants because when you see it like animated yeah. then it provides another thing to click yeah that visual is is huge yep <laughs> yeah yeah so awesome and we love those videos. we would highly highly recommend that you go give them a, not a listen but give them a watch and <laughs> get some of his artwork to to brighten your home and to bring these other sides of the savior into your into your own and if you are enjoying the podcast please make sure to leave us a rating and review we really appreciate that um, and find us on instagram as well at Alpha all right guys thank you so much hey. thanks david hey andrew emily thank you so much it's been a real pleasure it's been awesome all right guys keep the faith bye